Hello, welcome to Gentlemen Don't Get Caught, a podcast that's about the work of REM, brought to you by me, Lynn, and him, Ali. Greetings. That kind of works. If you do say so yourself. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm feeling very self-congratulatory about my uh, intro that wasn't as terrible as it sometimes is. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we're approaching the end of green. We're here to talk about track number nine. Hair shirt. Correct. That's right. Right? Excellent. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I worry for some. I was also worried about whether to pronounce it as if it had a space in it, which it doesn't, apparently. Okay. So Hair shirt. Hair shirt. That just almost sounded like you sneezed. Yeah, it sounded like I sneezed, or that I was expressing a German man called shirt. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a common German. German? German surname. German surname is surprisingly hard for me to say. German surname. Now I'm just thinking of Jürgen Schmürgen from uh, <laughs> Wayne's World. It's been so long since I've seen Wayne's World. It doesn't hold up. Oh, that's sad. That's a bit sad. Bits of it hold up. And the fact that in Wayne's World 2, they just recast What's-His-Face, uh, the drug dealer, Danny, oh, yeah. Danny the drug dealer, uh, the actor Ralph Brown as... The, as the roadie, and he just plays the exact same character as in With Nell and I. It's just, yeah, it's just fabulous. That stands up, but I don't know about that. I was reading a uh, paper at work today, which was about uh, tactile things for people with visual impairments. Oh, okay. For, for reasons. Um, anyway, it turns out that there is a type of drawing material which uh, you kind of use a stylus on or whatever, and it, it creates like a tactile line so you can feel it. Anyway, this type of material is called German film, which makes it very difficult to Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a, in a kind of like, people didn't really anticipate this being an issue whenever they named it. Yeah. Many decades ago. Pre-internet. Anyway, moving on. That was that was it. That was the whole story. Great. <laughs> imagine a hair shirt is quite tactile. I imagine it is. Oh, there we go. You're all in with the segues. Just... Yeah, just so much professionalism. <laughs> what did you think of hair shirt, Ali? Uh, it's grown on me, much as okay. I imagine a hair shirt would not. I mean, as I've probably said on previous episodes for this album, you know, I was pretty familiar with this track, with this album as a whole, but this track had mm-hmm. never particularly leapt out at me, but actually you know, consciously putting some effort into listening to it, I'm steadily more impressed. How about you? Okay. Uh, well, I really like it. I don't know whether I've always really liked it since I first listened to the album many years ago, but um, but certainly since I've been re-listening to it, yeah, certainly this time around. It's another mandolin-heavy track. Oh, yeah. Which I'd not really clocked how much mandolin there was on Greeton. I think of Up as being quite... Not Up, what am I talking about? Out of Time as being quite mandolin-y. Um, but yeah, Green is really... Just suddenly the mandolin has appeared. Yeah, it's appeared and like some kind of invasive plant species. It's taking over the whole <laughs> album! Oh, no! All the mandolins! Is it is it the same mandolin in every track, or is there a variety of different mandolins? I don't I'm not know. enough. I'm not okay enough with mandolins to be able to Distinguish. determine that. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I know they had they, this was a major label debut, but I don't know whether mm-hmm. they just threw money at them and just get get all the mandolins you want. <laughs> Go on. That was it. That was in the it was in the contract. Yeah. We'll move over, but you need to provide us with this much. A plethora of mandolins. The song structure for this one, it's super, 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 super simple. Yes. Like, 
to the point I would say there isn't even, I would say, distinct verses and choruses. It basically does the same thing all the way through, except every, Mm -hmm. like, 50 seconds or so, it kind of briefly changes to a slightly sadder-sounding chord for about 10 seconds and then switches back, and that's it. That's all of the variation you're getting in terms of, like, the structure. Yeah, like you say, even about choruses, I mean, the last... If I had a criticism of the song, is that maybe it's a little too long. Um, mm. Because the last minute is kind of more instrumental and then a, a couple of bits of repetition. But it doesn't feel structured enough to be a chorus, I guess. But, like, the lead instrument on this track is, without a doubt, Michael Stipe's voice. It's just this, like, really bravura performance, if that's even how you say it. <laughs> it's just like... Um, yes, of course it is. Indeed. <laughs> Yeah, just these really long, like, stretched out notes and <laughs> just, like, he's just giving it some welly, he really is. And it's quite impressive. Yeah, it's very, I was going to say emotional. Is it emotional? I guess it is emotional. Oh, yeah. It's quite, oh, What what's the feeling of this song? Wistful, plaintive. Yeah, plaintive. It's quite, I don't know, like, is there a journey in the song? Because I think it... A lot of it is quite self-pitying. Mm. And then I feel like it kind of becomes... Like, there's a sort of yearning and longing and, like, maybe at the end it becomes less self-pitying. Or, like, a desire for that to be over. I think we're drifting into lyrical territory here, I think we are we? drifting into lyrical But like you say, if the voice is the main instrument, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that tends... By doing that, it tends to bring the focus onto the lyrics. But I see what you mean about the self-pitying thing in that the opening mm-hmm. line is i am not the type of dog that could keep you waiting for no good yeah. reason it's just like that's quite <laughs> an opening gambit quite although my favorite line is also quite early which is the run a carbon black test on my jaw you'll find it's all been said before <laughs> okay i should have looked this up because it vaguely puzzled me and i was kind okay. of curious but not actually curious enough curious enough to make the gargantuan effort that is looking something up on Google. What's a carbon black (laughs) test? You're a sciencey guy. I assume that he's referring to like radiocarbon dating or whatever. Okay, that makes sense. I've never heard it referred to as a carbon black test, but carbon black is soot, like also known as like lamp black. Oh, okay. If you read old chemistry textbooks. (laughs) Which I do not. Which I occasionally... stumble across but now you know it'd be like powdered graphite or powdered well i guess it's not graphite powdered carbon ah that kind of thing i don't know i don't know whether it's like a misfreezing in order to make it work or whether it is sometimes fed to carbon black test like you burn whatever it is and then you determine the ratio of carbon because that's how that's how radiocarbon dating works oh okay uh you determine the radio the the ratio of different carbon isotopes okay Anyway, so I assume that's what he's talking about, the idea that, like, oh, you can you can test my, my jaw and, and oh, you, like, you can see that all these, all the stuff I'm saying is ancient. <laughs> I'm just regurgitating it. It's like... And cliches. When, yeah, it's one of those things that, like, I think when you, when you closely examine it in a sort of logical way, it doesn't necessarily make sense, but that's not the point. Yeah, but is it, is it kind of conveying the idea that this is a relationship, maybe, that's a bit, if you'll excuse the jaw pun long in the tooth <laughs> nice i liked it that was good just getting a bit stale yeah i think so yeah i don't know whether it even struck me specifically as a specific relationship that's getting stale but just that he was yeah he didn't have anything new to say to the people in his life i guess mm. i found it a little hard to tell whether it was a romantic relationship or not 
I feel like I'm default assuming that, but yeah, I don't even know that's a bad assumption. I just found it weird that I didn't. On yeah, I didn't just assume that. And usually I probably would, but so yeah, there was a lot of longing. Sorry, what's the next? What's the next bit? So we've got. uh, I can swing my megaphone and the long and long arm the rest. It's easier and better just to beat it from the chest of desire. Beat it from the chest, so like just let it out. (laughs) Be honest. Of desire, sexy. Beating the chest of desire. No, beating it from the chest. From the chest of desire. Okay, interesting. No idea what that means, but it does sound sexy. Because <laughs> as soon as you say the word desire. Yeah, I don't know whether it even... Yeah, I, I, maybe I'm just seeing this song as like less sexy than you. I mean, I don't think this song like <laughs> s- sounds sexy in any way, but it's just that is desire is a like sexy word. Yeah, I have a, uh, I have a hand mixer that says desire on it. <laughs> It's rather black and everything. It's soft touch. Nice. <laughs> it only has various speeds that go from fast to extremely fast, which is occasionally an issue when you want to mix something slower. Why am I talking about my hand mixer? I'm really sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, lots of baking activities going on. Uh, I made some breads this week. Oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> anyway. It's rye bread. It's uh... tasty, but it's quite difficult to work with. It's difficult uh, to knead. It's quite dense and dry. Uh, so, yeah, back to the lyrics. Uh, we've got, I could walk into this room and the waves of conversation are enough to knock you down in the undertow. It's like, that turned around quickly. It did. Especially the way he sings it, because it's like, the are enough bit sounds quite, like, soothing. And then the next line comes in. And it's like, yeah, it's just kind of like this, like, dark thing <laughs> in there. Is it dark? Is it meant to be in the same situation? Or do you think it's progression from being repetitive or whatever and dull, and now being like, "Oh yes, I'm, I've, I've my conversation is so powerful now." <laughs> Having gone from being stale and cliched and repetitive, that's right. What happens? He's wearing a hair shirt, and it was very irritating. Is that what hair shirt? The point of hair shirts? Yeah, like I kind of associate it with like monastic type and like you know asceticism and deliberately making yourself suffer because somehow that focuses the mind or something because asceticism is a good word it is a good word hang your hair shirt on the lowest rung (laughs) i don't know what that means like do you hang things off ladders if it's on the lowest rung if it's low down it's accessible right i don't know maybe yeah because in late, later in the song, doesn't he hang his want to hang his hair shirt way up high? He can't get to it easily. Yes, yeah, a way up high in the attic of the wrong dog's life chest, or bury it at sea. I have not been able ever to work out what that lyric is. Way up high in the attic, as that I've got that blah 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 blah, and bury it at sea um, of the wrong dog's like chest. Dog's life chest. Dog's life. Ch- the wrong dog's life chest. That's just a series of words. It is. That <laughs> just, yeah, seem to be designed to confuse. Because a dog's life is like a phrase. Like, yeah. is, isn't it described, meant to describe something that's like hard and difficult, even though like a lot of times dogs have quite nice lives? I guess so. It's one of those phrases that I've always found a little bit confusing for that very reason. Yeah. I've never been quite sure exactly which 
way it's meant to go? Or is it dog's life because yeah. you get to lie around most of the day and people and, feed you? Yeah, have, and someone looks after you. And yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Unless know. you're a working dog, you probably don't have to do very much for that. No. On the other hand, like dogs, for some reason, have like this sort of negative connotation. Obviously, like one of the, you know, like most misogynistic insults is connected with Mm -hmm. dogs. And like, you know, if if, if calling someone a dog is a sign of disrespect, usually. Yeah, you're right. It's weird. We have many confusing dog derived phrases in our language. Yeah. That seem inconsistent. Yeah, and it's not limited to English either, because like in in uh, in in Russian, like for example, they have the same misogynistic term. Okay. They use in the same way, uh, but you know you can also call somebody a cur. That's a that's a word word that doesn't come up very often. No, it seems less gendered as well. Yes. Yeah. It sounds almost like a medieval word that if you're a person <laughs> of high status that you would use to insult a peasant. Mm-hmm. It does, rather. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, there does seem to be this sort of like, as you say, like self-pitying, mm-hmm. like comparing oneself to a dog is kind of like a, you know, because dogs are kind of a bit clingy and needy with their humans. Yeah, it feels, it feels like a needy, it's definitely like a needy feeling to it. Like self-pitying, longing, kind of neediness. Um, I still really like it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I feel like we're yeah, into no. it and being like, "This is not a song I should like." <laughs> no, but musically and like in terms of the vocal performance, it's it's impressive and it does seem to be communicating something. Which yeah. a lot of the songs on this album we've kind of criticised for being a bit shallow. Whereas this seems to be, even if it's super confusing. Yeah, I guess there's like an earnestness to it or something that is. That feels honest in some way. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, do we have anything to add? Uh, I don't think so. Anything else from you? Uh, just kind of a couple of tiny musical notes. Yeah, We've please. mentioned the mandolin a lot. It's worth mentioning, no drums whatsoever. No. It's like very, very sparse. Like you've just got this very simple bass. I thought I could hear very like buried in there this occasionally this little kind of like ringing like bell-like song or it's either that or like a very small yeah symbol some kind of per- percussion instrument that rings and it's just a little a little extra flavor in the mix there mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's a you know a nice it's not nice nice is the worst word is a lazy bad polling word it's just cool that again like it feels like they're trying something a bit different with this mm-hmm. song and yeah that's good i approve I agree. Right. Uh, Join us next time to remember California. Yes, indeed. We will be doing (laughs) that. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Turn on narrator. Toggle switch. On. GDGCpodcast at gmail.com. We shouldn't have called the podcast Rem It Up.